With Hashem's deep love, you're listening to the 122nd edition of the Daily Kabbalah Lesson. So in the previous lesson, we spoke about the idea that the two cherubim, these two angelic figures, so according, precisely according to how much the Jewish people were behaving, that's how God responds in kind. The exact angle of one cherub which represented the Jewish people was exactly the angle of the second cherub which represented the Hashem's relationship or Hashem's response to us. According to how we behave, that's how much light we bring down into the world or Hashem lets down into the world based on how we have behaved. So he brings down that this is the concept, this is why at Kriyas Yamsuf, the Jewish people are standing at the Sea of Reeds and God says to Moses, this is not the time for prayer, rather speak to the Jewish people, let them walk into the waters. Why was that the way for God to create the possibility for there to be a tremendous miracle, the splitting of the sea? So what God was saying was that it's completely dependent upon the Jewish people. Why? Because if they act in a way that shows that they have a tremendous amount of emuna and bitachon, faith to in, faith in God, faithfulness to God. So by doing that, by walking into the sea without any fear in their hearts, absolutely, completely trusting in God. So because of their tremendous trust in God, and they knew that for sure that the sea was going to be split, because of that, so it created the possibility indeed for the sea to be split, that awakening from below created an awakening from above, and that's when the miracle occurred. And this he brings down as the understanding of the verse, very interesting verse in the Song of Songs, chapter 1, verse 9. It says, God compares the Jewish people to the sus, to the horse, which was leading Paro. What was this horse that was leading Pharaoh? What is this referring to? So, in, in general, the concept is that a horse is not led by, a horse does not lead, I'm sorry, its rider, but rather the rider is the one that's leading the horse. That's how generally it works. But at Kriyas Yamsuf, at the splitting of the sea, so in fact it was the opposite. The sus, the horse that was, that was out in front of the chariot, was actually leading its rider. Meaning it was going against the normal way of the world, because Hashem had made a miracle occur. And, and though the Egyptians did not want to go into the sea, but their horses led them directly into the sea. So that was the miraculous nature where you had this horse leading the rider, which is very unusual. Says Hashem, the Jewish people are exactly the same. He says, I am the rider, so to speak. God is the one who is riding the world. He's referred to as the Reichev Ba'arava. He's the one who rides on high in these unbelievable lofty levels, spiritual levels. That's where God is. But He's riding, He's riding just like these chariots that were being led by the horses. Who's the horse that's leading the chariot? The Jewish people are the horses, so to speak, that are leading the chariot of God. God, according to how we behave, again, that's how Hashem behaves as well. He allows us to be the ones to bring the spirituality into the world, to bring God's light into the world. This is also the understanding of the verse in Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse 26. It says, God rides in the heavens with your help. What does that mean? It means that the Jewish people are helping God, so to speak. They're bringing God's light into the world. Every single mitzvah we do, every commandment we do, every word of Torah that we learn, it brings God's light into the world, allows God to reveal Himself in the world more and more. And this is what our sages say. This is in Shabbos and Afkuta Zion, page 116b. Kuflamid Aleph brings it from a few different sources that that the service of the Jewish people is something that's necessary for God. What does it mean? God needs us. Yes, God needs us. How do we understand that? What He really cares about what I do? The answer is Hashem made it dependent. God made it dependent for Him to, for the light of God to be able to come down into this world is dependent on us. The service for God that we do when we do the commandments, when we serve, when we learn Torah, we're bringing ourselves, we're making ourselves a vehicle for that divine light. That's the opportunity that every single one of us has. That's what our sages. Teach us. Now we begin the 10th chapter of this first section of Nefesh Chaim, 
And he says that based on this concept that we're saying right now, we can actually explain something, which is an argument between the Rishon and the, the early sages. The question has to do with what's greater, a human being or an angel? Which is greater? Who has a greater spiritual power, the human being or the angel? Because there are some who say that in fact the human being has greater power. The human being is a greater spiritual being than an angel. Yet others say that in fact an angel is greater than a human being. And each one of them, each one of the different opinions actually brings explicit verses that would seem to imply like they say. So, but based on what we're explaining right now, we're going to see that in fact they're both right. The, the, both opinions are correct. In, certain, in a certain sense, an angel is greater than a human being. And in another sense, the human being is actually greater than an angel. So the first thing that he points out is that it's certainly true that a malach, an angel, is greater than a human being. Whether we're talking about his actual nature, or we're talking about his holiness and the incredible nature of his understanding of spirituality. You can't compare the power, the spiritual power of a malach, of an angel, to a human being. An angel certainly is greater spiritually as compared to a human being in this world. That's the first point. God willing, we'll speak more about this idea in the next Daily Kabbalah lesson.